What's up, all you crazy golf fanatics out there? It's Fairway to Heaven every Tuesday night right here on the All About the Birds Network. It's PGA Championship Week. It's the second golf major of the year. I am Phil Stifle, joined as always by Jason Sullivan. You know, we're, we're here to break down all the DraftKings, FanDuel, all the betting for this week's PGA Championship. Make sure before we get started here, you do me a favor. If you're on Facebook, click share. If you're on YouTube, like it, share it out to all your friends. If you're on Twitter, click that retweet button. We'd greatly appreciate it. Fairway to Heaven and all of all about the bird shows are brought to you by a bunch of great sponsors. I'm going to shout them out throughout the show. First one, 99jersey.com. Great jerseys. Use promo code AATBIRDS at checkout for 20% off. We'd greatly appreciate the support. Jason, we're back from Florida. Well, you were back last week. I was, and I was still in Florida. Are you ready for the second major? Dude, I'm so ready. Like you said, major week. Gave us a little tune-up last week. We're ready to go now. I'm pumped. So it's Love the PGA majors. Championship. It's at Kauai. Am I saying it right? Kauai? Kauai, I believe it is. Kauai Island in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. It's a resort course. It is going to go down as the record for the longest major course in PGA history. Measuring out at, where did I have it? Like 7,850 yards. Insane length, insane wind, because it's right, as you can see in the background here, I, I put up a little screenshot in the background of the of the course and all. It's all on the water, lots of wind, plays Lynx style. It's going to be a crazy course this week. Yeah, it definitely is. Like you said, 7,870 7, yards. Like, that is insane. Most courses yeah. are 7,400 or below. So this is going to be a bomber's paradise, par 72, past Pelham Greens. The good part about the greens this week is that the greens are going to be a lot slower. It's not going to be like the Masters or any of those tournaments where the greens are you know, super fast. So this is definitely the longest major course ever. Um, the cut is a little bit different this week, too, so that's something to pay attention to. It's top 70 in ties instead of the, the usual top 65 in ties. 
So you probably figure you'll get probably what 10 or 12 extra players that'll make the cut. Absolutely. So that's interesting. Um, you're going to want guys, not only that are long at this course, but you're going to want guys that hit the fairways. Cause if you get yourself off the fairways, you're going to be in big trouble on this course. Like, Cause you said it's so long. Um, yeah. Off the tee, I think is the biggest stat category, not necessarily just distance because you don't want somebody that's going to bomb it and then bomb it, you know, off the fairway. So mm -hmm. it's going to be interesting. Yeah. So I, I have it written down as, off the tee, distance and accuracy, both are yep. beyond belief important. Back onto the course for a second. Again, we're talking about how long the course is, but it's mm -hmm. it's really weird because the front nine average is, is going to be under 3,800. So a pretty average front nine. The back mm -hmm. nine is going to be over 4,000 yards. So they're going to have an easier or easy-ish start to the tournament. Then they're going to hit the back nine and just get whammed. I, I, there's like four or five par fours that are 450 to 500 yards. You got a 600-yard par five. I mean, bomber's dreams. But on the flip side of the equation, if you're just a bomber that can't hit the fairway, someone like Bryson DeChambeau, you know, you're going to have some issues this week. Yeah, that's what scares me too, especially we're, we'll get into the pricing a little bit coming up here. But Jordan Spieth is a guy that a few weeks ago we were talking about him as a guy that never hits the fairways. But he's going to be super popular this week, so I think he's interesting. So you have some choices. Like you said, if you're not – going to be hitting the fairways you're going to be in big big trouble the good part is like i said the greens are e the easiest to put on um pastel and greens are known as the easiest greens to put on so it should be a little bit of uh you know so we've, in that we've category. talked about boatloads of times different golfers that well if they can get hot with their putter for one week you know their the rest of their game you know will carry them to a title this week mm -hmm. those golfers are are, are, are perfect mm -hmm. you know Someone like who I do like this week a little bit, at least in DraftKings, someone like mm -hmm. Keegan Bradley, whose putter mm -hmm. is always atrocious. And you just don't know whether he's going to be an average or a below average putter. Well, if he puts even below average and the rest of his game's working like it's had been this year, he has a chance for some major success. Yeah, there's another guy too I know we're going to talk about. Emiliano Grillo is the same way. Mm -hmm. He can't putt at all, but if putting is kind of neutralized at this course, then it's going to be a good thing for sure. And I don't know, I just feel like – this is going to be an unusual week. Par is going to be a really good score this week. You're not going to see anything like last week where it was, you know, minus 25, anything like that. Minus 10 could easily win this week. And if the wind kicks up, it might even be lower than that. So it's going to be interesting. Well, if, if we go back to it, the last time the PGA was held here was in 2012. It was Rory's first PGA championship win. He won at minus 13, I believe it was, but he won by eight strokes. So second right. place was five under par. So that's how mm -hmm. tough of a course and it wasn't playing 8,000, you know, or whatever, 7,800 yards. It, right. it, was, it was a much shorter course back mm -hmm. then. Um, so that just goes to show. Last couple winners, <laughs> just I always love to shout them out. You got Colin Morikawa, won during the, the odd season last year. Brooks Kepka won in 19 and 18, back-to-back uh, -back major winner there. That That's a that's a tough feat to do right there. Uh, hence one of the reasons why I'm not on Morikawa this week. You got Justin Thomas in 17, Jimmy Walker in 16, Jason Day in 15. And then you went Rory, Duffner, Rory, 14, 13, and 12. So Walker and Duffner are kind of two names that stick out as you don't necessarily need to be – a lot of times the majors, the cream rise to the top. And this week mm -hmm. again, cream will rise to the top. But for some reason, the PGA Championship tends to have that one middle of the pack or slightly below middle of the pack guy that once in a while rises to the top and at least competes for a title. Yeah, and I think you you just kind of went through the history, and you see that the same kind of guy doesn't always win at the PGA. He's like, yeah, there's bombers in there, but there's also shorter hitters that, you know, Duffner doesn't hit the ball long. Jason Day really doesn't even hit the ball long. 
Um, it's good putters, you know, that end up end up winning like Jason Day. So it's interesting. It's kind of a crapshoot a little bit. But my advice this week is don't get stuck just on the bombers. Focus on accuracy too. Yeah, driving distance and accuracy, I, a precise approach, you know, shots mm-hmm. gained around the green, bogey avoidance, I guess, you know. I, I did find one interesting stat, and it, it goes to show why I have outright bets on all three of these guys. We agree, right? Accuracy and distance, most important, mm-hmm. right? Off the yep, team. Absolutely. There are yep. only three players on tour that are in the top 40 of both. Do you know who those three are? Could you guess? Who I those would three say. Um, I would say DJ, one of them. Nope. Really? Um, okay. Let me say accuracy and distance. Top 40. Is Bryson yeah. one? No. Bryson? No, it's Scotty Scheffler. Okay. Victor Hovland and Emilio Grillo. All ball strikers. Makes All ball sense. strikers. Yeah. You know? So I, I was really surprised when I was going down the list because I didn't believe that stat and I was going down it and I'm like, well, this one guy, like I'm just thinking of random guys, has got to be in the top 40. And then you look at the distance and you're like, well, that guy only hits like, like you would think of just like Abraham Anser. Like right. you think like he's a really good player and he's very accurate right. off the tee, but he's not Short anywhere hitter, near the top 40 in driving distance. And right. I, I was blown away by it because the top 40 are all over 300, like five or 307 yards right. average. Cause there really are a lot of bombers on the, on the PGA tour right now. So it was really interesting to see that. So Scotty Scheffler, Victor Hovland, and Emilio Grillo, the only three guys in the top 40 of both categories. Definitely should have got Hovland. Hovland is the best ball striker probably in the world right now. I mean, that dude is just so good off the tee. He's accurate and he's long. So he's a stud. Yeah. I know we're going to talk about him this week, but yeah. You could have given me a million guesses and I wouldn't have, and I wouldn't have got Grillo. So. Yeah, exactly. That's why I, I, we were talking before we went on the air about who we liked and mm-hmm. why I liked Grillo. I was like, I had to yeah. save the stat for on the air. Um <laughs> You know, I want to bring up, we always try to talk at points of the show about strategy and teaching because golf, fantasy golf, gambling on golf, it's still a niche. It's still something that people are learning. So I want to explain, and and I know gamblers that are watching the show that gamble on football or basketball know this, but when you see a line that speaks to you, jump on it. Because Mm -hmm. I I knew I was going to bet on Justin Thomas this week. I really like this course for him. I like him and Victor Hovland. And I saw it. But I tend not to place my bets till closer towards the tournament. I like to have the show, whatever. And Justin Thomas went from 18 to 1 to 13 to 1 in a one-day span. So I cost myself yeah. 5 to 1 return because mm-hmm. I didn't make the bet. When I saw 18 to 1, I'm like, that is fantastic. That's great odds. Mm-hmm. I didn't hit click on the bet because I just wasn't ready to do it. So when you see bets out there that you like, you got to jump on them sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they will get better, but <clears throat> most of the time they're going to get worse, the odds. So – yeah, you posted a tweet yesterday. You said if your gut speaks to you or something, I forget what the exact term you yeah. use, but basically if your gut speaks to you, do it. Because I did the same exact thing, a uh, little segue into betting, but um, I bet DJ 18 to 1. I don't necessarily think DJ is going to win, but if you give me DJ 18 to 1 on any course, I'm taking it. Number Absolutely. one player in the world. So you take it. Absolutely. And, and, and you know, we, we could start with DJ if you want for fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, DJ's a guy that everybody's passing over this week because he's had a couple non DJ like events. But really, when you think about it, he still is the number one ranked player in the world. And what's the one thing that he's been struggling massively with? His putting. And what did we just yeah. say about this course? It's right. an, it's the easiest putting course yeah. you know, on tour. So if putting is his one weakness, may, may, maybe he all of a sudden magically pulls it together this week. I don't know what your thoughts are as him. Because he's the third-priced guy, I believe, on DraftKings. Yeah. 
He's interesting. He's I feel like all the way down to 10-9. So you got right, Rory you the highest at 11-5, JT 11-3, then Dustin Johnson at 10-9. It's interesting because he's the number one player in the world. He's been the favorite in every tournament he's played in for how many years? Two years probably. But it's interesting to see him drop a little bit. Plus he had the phantom knee injury last week. I don't know if you saw. He was doing backflips off a boat. And then the next day they came out and said that he had a knee injury. So that was a little shady, obviously. Um, I don't. I don't know. I feel like I'm going to play him some this week. Probably not a lot, but just a little bit to sprinkle him in. Because if you give me a list of five guys that can win this tournament, he's on that list. So I feel like you got to play him, especially if his ownership's super low. And you know what's a weird one for me is Rory at the top. I don't know what your thoughts are, but I feel like the recency bias on Rory is a little bit crazy because two weeks ago we were talking about Rory like he was, you know, in big trouble. He was lost. He just got a new swing coach, everything like that. He played great for one weekend. Yeah, he played great for one weekend, and now he's the favorite again. It just seems yep. a little – seems like we're jumping the gun a little bit on that one. Yeah, I, I think people are definitely jumping the gun on Rory. I am not playing Rory much, if at all. I don't think I have a single bet on Rory here. Let me check my betting sheet here. No, I do not have – I got 22 bets placed so far for this event, and I do not have Rory's <laughs> name down here. Yeah, I am 22. not a degenerate. Again, 22 bets totaling $24.15 because I hate when my account has change in it, so I – Threw one bet at the 15 cent. <laughs> I went back to even nice. zeros at the end. Um, Dave checking in as a novice go- golfer. You got to hang in through the whole show because we, we'll, we'll, we'll drop our favorites as we go. Um, obviously, I already said the one thing. We, we both agree driving accuracy and distance are main importance, and there's only three guys ranked in the top 40, you know, Grillo, Hovland, and Scotty Scheffler. So, obviously, I'm betting all three of those uh, as three of my six outright bets that I've got so far. Um but we'll get into all the names as we go on throughout the show, and we'll point out the ones we we like the best. So you're off of Rory. I'm off on Rory. I think Justin Thomas, in my opinion, is is my favorite to win the event. My number one, you know, I yeah. think he's playing great golf. This course suits him extremely well. He's pricey, obviously, at 11300 But I think it's worth it because there is, in a deep major field, a lot of value in the low 7K range. Well, and I think, too, T to green, he's probably the best T to green player in the world right now. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, his biggest problem, he's been like 60th in every field in putting. Well, if this week kind of neutralizes the putting, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't I don't see another guy that's better T to green than him. So I kind of – yeah, I love JT this week, too. I think he – of the top-end guys, he's my favorite by far. Absolutely. Then you got Dustin Johnson, you got John Rahm, you got my boy Bryson DeChambeau, and you got Jordan Spieth. So you got six guys in that 10K and above range. Honestly, uh, this is the first time I said it in a tweet yesterday. I am not betting DeChambeau, and I'm not picking him probably in most of my lineups. Um, he, he's just not accurate enough off the tee to really, you know, a, an eight thousand or a seventy-eight hundred yard course. He, it, it should be set up for him, but with the wind and the, the high trajectory <clears throat> he put on his shot, I just can't play Bryson a lot this week. Well, I think you brought up the most interesting point is the wind. That could be a big problem for Bryson. For a guy that hits the ball as high and as far as him, the win yeah. could be a big, big problem. I bet him 14-1 to 1 just because I wanted to have some stake in, in, in the game with, with him, but I don't think I'm going to play him on DraftKings. I think it's too risky. If there's a lot of win this weekend, he might be in big trouble. So, okay. And then you, you, you touched on his name a few moments ago, Jordan Spieth. Everybody, that's another hot name that everybody's talking about this week. Um, his comeback is basically complete with his win at the Valero. T3 at the Masters, T9 at Byron Nelson last week. Um, but I'm staying away. I I don't have him on my betting card yet. No, I do have him top 20. Um, I might add a top five play for him. I'm not really sure yet. 
Um, I'll definitely be staying close eye on him for live betting action on him. Um, but I think he's going to be one of the two highest owned percentage wise guys this week, if not the number one owned guy yeah. in most uh, tournaments this week. I completely agree with you. I just saw a prediction that he would be 18%. I think it's going to be way higher than that. I think there's a better chance that it's 28% versus 18. I think it's going to be 25 plus easy. I, I, I don't know if I was reading or listening to the Rick Run Good stuff because I, I, I listen and I read all his stuff. Rick Run Good, mm-hmm. one of the best golf podcasters yeah. and handicappers out there. For sure. The guy's always picking a winner. He put out in either one of his articles or one of his shows that he thinks Spieth might be between 25 and 30% in <sighs> the, the top tournament, the top you know, DraftKings events, the millionaire maker and stuff like that, which if you're, t- if you're 25 to 30% and spending over 10 K you bet, you better win it because otherwise you're right. not getting a good enough return. If he's 10th exactly place, right. 30% owned, that's not a good enough return for me. No, no, I completely agree with you. And he's playing awesome right now, but I don't feel like this course fits him at all. Of course, none of the courses that they've been playing recently really fit him all that well either. And he's been playing lights out. So mm-hmm. what do I know? <laughs> well, he's your boy. You love when when Jordan. Spieth I do love Jordan. Well. I do love Jordan Spieth. I'll play him some, but like you said, thirty percent. I don't know. That's that's pretty hefty. So let's get into the nine K range because it's a very actually small nine K range. There's only one, two, three, four. There's only eight guys in the nine K range. So you got the defending it's small, champ, but it's loaded. It I is like. absolutely loaded. <laughs> yeah, you got the defending champ, Colin Morikawa, which. The PGA Championship's not like the Masters. You can't really go on right. course history. It hasn't been played here <clears throat> since 2012. Um, so you got Colin Morikawa. You got the often forgotten about Xander Shoffley. You got Brooks Kepka, two-time winner. You got the Masters winner, Matsuyama, who for some reason, 9,400 for the Masters champion. You know, that, that that seems odd to me and almost like a trap. Then you got my yeah. favorite right with JT, Victor Hovland. You got Webb Simpson. You got former major winner, Patrick Reed. And you got Patrick Cantlay. You can go first. Where, where? What are you looking at with these eight names? So there's two that I love. I think they're both going to be super popular. Xander Schauffele is my favorite in this range. Um, he's 9,600. I think he's going to be super popular. But listen to this stat. He's played in 15 majors in his career. Eight of them he's finished in the top 10. So he's finishing in the top 10 more than half the time in majors. So that's that's all I need to know. Um, I think he's going to be the highest owned guy over 9,500 this week. Um, T18 or better in his last four starts. He's great tee to green, great on par fives, good scrambler, good around the green, and he can putt. He really doesn't have a hole in his game, so I like him a lot. My biggest question with him is can he win? I mean, we talk right. about fifth place Fino all the time, but I think the same right. thing kind of can be yeah, said about Shoffley, too. He's close all the time, but he never wins. Yeah, I mean, you, you've pretty much convinced me and agreed that, you know, placing a top 10 bet on him to finish should be added from bet 22 to bet 23 yeah. for me. Um, right. But yeah, he is literally turning into fifth place Fino which, you know what, I was on the DraftKings screen, so I wasn't prepped for the fifth-place female comment. <laughs> Sorry. I up on the screen anyway, there it is, fifth-place female. For some reason, everybody wanted this hat or this design, and no one's bought it. And it's actually better looking than I thought it would come out. So buy your fifth-place female hat at aatbirds.com slash shop. You know, I should give you some kind of signal. Like I'll do like an eyebrow scratch yeah, or something yeah, yeah, when yeah. I'm about to say it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you something get ready. Like, yeah. All right, so who's your second main guy in the 9K range? Second one, uh, you kind of you kind of talked about him already. Those Hovland, Victor Hovland. Four top 25s in his last four events. He's awesome tee to green, awesome on par fives. He's a good scrambler. He can't putt at all, but like we said, these greens are easier to putt on. So and I love he's him. won I twice. Think, he's won twice on courses yeah. with these types of greens. He's going to be super high on. He, he's another guy that might be 25% on, but I like yeah, him a lot. 
the Rick Run Good thing said 25 to 30 for Spieth and probably between like 22 and 26 for Victor Hovland probably. Which is okay. You just you can't play those guys together, obviously. No. So that, that's the biggest thing. Um, if you're looking for a pivot in this range, though, I think Patrick Reed might be a good pivot. He is really good on long and hard courses, which is this course fits that. So I think he's going to be – he might be single-digit on this week. So I like him a lot this week. What are your thoughts on Well, I got Patrick Reed? Reed as an outright bet. I got him as a top 10 bet and a top 20 bet. Me too. So Me too. he's my number three. Like right now, I got JT as my number one with a really, really close second Victor Hovland. That's why I've bet more than my normal $1 bet on both those guys. But Patrick Reed is literally one C to me. I love mm-hmm. him on these tough courses, like you said. Um, you know, he's a he, he's a major champion, but he's also a guy in majors that always competes. Always, yeah. always, always. He's not going to miss the cut. He's not going to be outside the top 20. He's going to be there on Sunday. If the conditions are tough, I mean, you know, if a, if a, if a tournament's going to finish with a winner at minus 10, you better believe Patrick Reed's going to be yeah. there at minus seven to minus ten with the leader. That's the best point right there. Exactly. If the, if it gets really hard over the weekend, which Sunday is supposed to be a nightmare, so if mm-hmm. it gets hard on Sunday and the winning score is low or high, whatever whatever way you want to look at it, mm-hmm. I love him. I love him in the win. He's a grinder. I mean, he his stats aren't going to blow you away at all. But if you just look at him and you look at his game, he's a good putter. He's good around the greens. He's pretty good off the tee. He's just solid in every mm-hmm. every category. He's not going to be himself either. So which is good. So two names I don't have on any of my lists. I don't have them in any of my lineups. First off, like I said, I'm a little confused why we're all staying away from Matsuyama, the mas- the reigning Masters champion, who, again, he's the reigning Masters champion, which makes him, you know, a really great player. And a guy that I seem to be fading everywhere I look is Patrick Cantlay. Patrick Cantlay mm-hmm. obviously is awful recency form. I think he's missed, what, three yeah. or four cuts in a row? Three, I think, in a row, yeah. So why, why, why are we avoiding Matsuyama and Cantlay? Cantlay for sure is a no-brainer. I'm not. Gonna, I'm definitely not playing him. Matsuyama I've been thinking about. I think people are just nervous about the fact that he won. He, it was such a big thing for his country. You know, it wasn't just a win for him. It was a big, a big win for his whole country. So people are kind of wondering where his head's at. Is he, you know, focused on this at all? So it's interesting. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do with Matsuyama. I feel like he's a little overpriced. I had a philosophy before the the Masters of when's the last time that Matsuyama has really burned you when you didn't play him, which I for a long time that stood up and I was good, and then I didn't play him at the Masters and he won the Masters. So there you have it. All right, all right. Really great analysis right there. Yeah, I mean it was, it was it was just like your analysis on the new the new Eagles pickup that you had in our little group chat earlier. When's the last oh. time he burned you? Damn, he burned you. Ah. Oh. So anyway, other names, Webb Simpson, another consistent guy. I just don't know if he has the distance off the tee to compete big picture here. And Brooks Kepka, a two-time PGA champion. I mean, I still can't buy into the knee. I just can't make bets or picks on a guy who still cannot bend that knee or bend over. Right. That's the biggest thing. If you've, if you've seen him play, the guy can't even bend over. So I don't know how he's going to play. He's got no movement in his knee yet. So he's a fade for me too. Yeah, I mean, he missed last week on a super easy course. I mean, he shot, what, two under or three under in the first two rounds? Wasn't enough. But everybody else was shooting six to ten under those rounds. So it just goes to show he's not 100%. I was watching him on the range yesterday or today, and you can just Mm -hmm. tell after every so many hits that the wind scene and stuff like that, he's not 100%. No. I don't know why he just doesn't try to get healthy. Why why doesn't he just take some time off and try to get healthy for the U.S. Open? I mean – kind of crazy it really is 
All right, let's jump right into the 8K range. Lots of good names here. Of course, you got Cam Smith, Zalatoris, Berger, Fifth. Oh, I, I, I got I to gotta have it ready Whoa. to say it. You know, uh, 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 you, I got to teach you how to control the, the, the thing. So when I'm talking, you got it. You got Finau. You got fifth place Finau in there. Uh, you got Scotty Scheffler, who I think is severely underpriced at 8,500. Uh, you got Matthew Fitzpatrick, Sung J M, Tommy Fleetwood, Justin Rose, Hatton, and Oost all in the 8K range. Again, well, first in this range. Uh, well uh, originally, my original notes had Oost as the only guy I really, really loved in this range. Um, I do love Oost a lot. I got a top 20 bet on him. Um, you know, I'm playing him in a whole bunch of my uh, in my games. You know, he, he, an interesting stat. So he's played in 48 majors in his career. I know this doesn't sound like much, but for a mid-level guy like him, he's finished in the top 25 21 of the 48 times. So almost wow. 50% top 25 finishes for him. And he's playing great right now as well. So, you know, recency form plus big event form, you know, I like him. Uh, but I keep – well, I, I like Scotty Scheffler as well. I got an outright bet on him as well. Um, but Daniel Berger, I keep going back to the name on Daniel Berger. I even threw a last-second outright bet on him. And I'm not sure why because, you know, he's only finished in the top 10 twice in a major. You know, he finished, I think, in the top 20 once in the PGA Championship. But 19 of his last 25 events played, he's finished in the top 25. So his recency form – is probably some of the best on tour. Yeah. He's a he's a really good player, too. He's got sneaky distance. He's accurate. He's a good putter. So I don't hate that play either. Four top 18s in his last five starts, too. So like you said, the recency form is definitely there. So I don't mind that play. So what are you looking at in this AK range? So my two favorite in this range are uh, Cam Smith at 8,900. It's a little bit of sticker shock just because I think he's priced a little bit high. But he's really good in the wind. He's really good on tough courses. And he's good in majors, too. He has five top 17s in his last six starts, too, so he's been playing really well lately. So I like him a lot, um, especially if he plays difficult with the wind this week. And I'm going to our boy, uh, fifth-place Finau, who I'm calling it right now, top three this week for Finau. Top three? So top I have three. to replace the fifth-place Finau hat third place Finau. with a third-place Finau hat next week? Is that what you're telling so, me? Yeah, so the reason I say that is that the, the more longer and difficult the course is, the better Finau is. Fino's another guy too. He has he's played in 16 majors in his career, and six of them have been top tens. So I don't know. I feel like you just always play Fino in majors, especially if he's 8600. That's kind of always been my philosophy. And I know he's not in good form right now, but I like his fit for this course. He's a bomber too. So yeah, we no. shall see. What, what what about second place Masters runner up uh, Will Zalatoris this week? I feel like he's on the hype. I don't know. He's getting super hyped up this this week again. I don't think he's been that good recently. I don't know. I think I'm probably 17 off him this week. missed cut T42 his last three events. Yeah, like he's been okay, but he barely made the he made the cut on the number last week too. So yeah. he finished T17, which is great to his credit. It was great, which I needed him to be good, good last week. But <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I feel like he's just playing okay right now, and I don't, I feel like there's better options. Um, one sneaky play in this range is Matthew Fitzpatrick, especially if the course plays difficult. He's really good on difficult courses, and he's not long at all, but he's very accurate. So I don't mind Matthew Fitzpatrick this week. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just thinking Matthew Fitzpatrick, even with his accuracy, that his driving distance is so short that right. once he gets to the back nine, and he's got to have 490, 480, 490, back-to-back to hold 605 <laughs> on a par five, is he even going to be able to like shoot par on that back nine? 
It's going to depend on the weather. If the weather's bad, he's going to be a great play. The problem is we won't know if the weather's bad until the tournament starts, really. So, yeah. yeah. I'm going to take a couple shots on him, though, I think. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be in one or two of my lineups. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I don't think – well, I don't have him on a single – I don't have him on my bet card at all. So, not even as a top 20 finish. So, any other names you want to touch on? Hatton, Rose, no. Fleetwood, any of those guys? I don't hate Fleetwood. Um, I'll probably sprinkle him in a couple lineups. Again, but that's when you one. have tough, windy courses, you, you add Pete Dye. Again, this is a Pete Dye course, too. Tommy Fleetwood is yep. a Pete Dye master. Um, you always – well, here we go. Justin Rose, Adam Scott. Justin Rose was just one of the names on that bottom end. Justin Rose is 8,100. Adam Scott, 7,900. Um, do you want to tackle that question real quick? Yeah, I can. So they seem similar on paper, but the, the problem is I think they're not. I feel like Rose is kind of a boomer bust guy, and I feel like Adam Scott is consistent, but he's never going to give you above a T30, T35, somewhere in that range. So I don't know. I feel like Rose is a, is a sneakier play, but I feel like if you're just looking for a guy that's going to make a cut, Adam Scott. So I think Adam Scott think? at 7,900. Um, is a lock to make the cut, but I just right. don't see him contending to win. So I wouldn't be betting no. him, but you might actually see Adam Scott or Justin Rose, both of them actually, probably in one or two of my lineups uh, yep. when you need to go for the – because you're, you're not going to get guys like that every single week in that price range. Some weeks, the lighter fields are going to be up in the upper eights, low nines. So, yeah. I Well, I think it's one of those things too that it depends on the, the lineup that you're making. If you're looking for – you might be looking for a guy, you might have a lot of, you know – these you know sporadic guys where it, they're kind of boom or bust and you're looking for a guy that just make the cut which in that case adam scott's great or you may have kind of a, a chalkier lineup where you're looking for just a you know a guy that you want a boom or bust guy which rose is that guy too so yeah did you see the uh the pairing that the, yeah. the, the, this, yeah. this pairing that i put out there i mean rory justin thomas yeah. and brooks kepka which again no offense Brooks Kepka is going to miss the cut out of these three guys. Yeah. If I had yeah. if I had to play some money, I didn't. I bet him to miss the cut at the Masters. I hit that bet. I don't know if I'm confident enough to say missed the cut. Um, I may make that bet twenty five. We'll, we'll see. I keep adding more so and more to my lineup here. I have a theory about this pairing too. I don't know if it's just recency bias or just the last few times that I remember. But whenever Rory is paired with people like Justin Thomas and Brooks Kepka, for some reason he doesn't play as well. I don't know if it's just happened the last couple times, but that's my theory on this week. And JT rises to the top in that group, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I love JT this week. I, I, I will not be surprised if he wins his second uh, – hoist his second one, make a trophy. All right, so 7K range, top half. 7K range is just loaded with names. Yep. Um, obviously, Adam Scott. But then you got Adam An – Abraham Anser, Shane Lowry, Neiman, Casey, Day, Garcia, Leishman, Connors, Woodland, Burns, which Burns is – Tricky at seventy five hundred. You got yeah. Bubba, you got Higo, you got Harmon. We we'll stop there, and then we'll go to the lower end in a minute. Obviously, you guys know everybody that watches this show regularly knows I'm a Abraham Answer fan. Um, I don't have an outright bet on him, but I got a top ten and a top twenty bet on him, and I absolutely love him this week. Um, yeah, fantasy really wise, he's so I'm going to ask you about lineup construction later on when we build our lineup but he will probably be one of the two or three most popular names in all my lineups. He's probably yeah. going to be in 80, 90% of my lineups. No, I completely agree with you. Um, I actually have an, I don't have any top 10 or top 20 bets on him, but I have an outright on him. I think okay. it's 55 to one. So yeah, I think the same thing you think. Um, 
no worse than 26 in his last eight starts. He's super accurate. Um, two top fives in his last two starts. The dude is just – he loves Pete Dye courses. He fits mm-hmm. his course really well. He's not long, but he's super accurate. And he doesn't make mistakes, so but I love He's long enough. Where Matthew Fitzpatrick, right, I'm right. questioning his length. You know, yeah. Ibram Answer, I think his length can just barely hold on and be just enough. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, so what would be your what, – I took him off the board. Who's your next most favorite out of these names that, I, that I've mentioned here? So I actually have two. Um, one's at 7,800, Shane Lowry. He's mm-hmm. also a major winner. He won the Open a few years ago. Yep. He's really good on long, hard courses as well, which is funny because he's not super long either, and he's not super accurate. But he's really good on hard courses, so I like him, especially if the wind picks up. Uh, the other one's Paul Casey. I feel like he's going to be super popular this week, but he's been mm-hmm. in awesome form pretty much the entire year in 2021. So I like him a lot. He has a really good track record at PGA Championships, and I feel like he's a really good course fit here. And another both, both Lowry and Casey, two more European guys yep. that you know also play well in the wind. You know, Lowry won yep. a you know an open championship. That just tells you right there what you need to know about Lowry for yep. this event this week. 100 percent agree with you. Um, I also like I I'm not sure why, but you know, distance definitely his accuracy isn't as bad as people think. He's not like top 10 in accuracy or anything like that. Uh, but I love Bubba Watson this week. I got Me a top too. 20 bet on him. I don't have you know any bigger bets on him, but Bubba Watson, multi-time major winner at seventy-five hundred. I, I think it's, I think it's a at least a forty to fifty percent of my lineup kind of guy right there. So that's a good segue into one of my favorite facts of the week. Um, Bubba has twelve wins in his career. Five of them are on Pete Dye courses, so he obviously likes <laughs> Pete Dye courses. So uh, I might be up in my Bubba bets this week. I'm going yeah, like to be 30 bets by the end of this, uh, this, this show. <laughs> you're going to be broke or really rich, one of the two. Yeah, exactly. Um, so what was that, five out of 12? Five out of 12 wins are at Pete Tech courses. That's that's crazy. You play Bubba at Bubba courses. We always yep. say it, but this is obviously Pete Dye courses. I think you said courses. that before on this show. Once or twice. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what do you think of the misprice, in my opinion, of the hot guy on tour right now, one Sam Burns at only seventy five hundred. He's interesting. I feel like he's better on hard on easier courses where the mm-hmm. score goes up higher. Absolutely. I don't think he would be priced in this price range had the pricing not come out last week. I feel like if they would have waited like normal until Monday, I feel like he would have been a lot higher price, probably around eight thousand or you know eighty two hundred. But he's been great. But I just feel like he's been great on easier courses, so I worry about him. Um, I made one lineup so far, and I put Burns in that, but I don't know. I don't feel super confident in it. What, what about you? I, I I I fade him in this price range because I think you get better value with Bubba Watson at seventy five hundred, um, or taking Paul Casey at seventy seven hundred, or once we get into the lower seven Ks, there's some other names down there that I like. Yeah. Um, I I just don't think you need to spend seventy five. I think he's going to have because of that price tag. Right. Considering who he is and all that, he's going to have a high ownership. He's not going to be JT's twenty five percent or or speed twenty five percent owned, but he's going to have a pretty high ownership. And I just don't think he's worth the price. Yeah, he might be fifteen or twenty percent. And there's some interesting pivots right around him too. Gary Woodland, you mentioned earlier. I like Gary Woodland this week. Brian Harmon too. I know that that's your guy. Um, he's been really consistent recently for like the past probably two months. So he, I think he's seventy three hundred. I don't mind him either. So I think there's pivot options for sure. Well, 7,300, if you want to stick to 7,300, one of the best players on tour this year, Charlie Hoffman. Yep. You know, he's top four in all the major shots game categories, you know, fifth in approach. You know, I, the guy plays really well. 
He plays well in majors, and he play, he's another guy that plays well on tough courses. Of course, um, yeah, exactly. You know, he's got T18, like um, T18, T34, T14. So he's been playing good golf, yeah, really good yeah. golf. He's I like I always like him in majors too. Like you said, he's good on tough courses. Um, Max Homa is interesting to me. He is playing a lot better this year than he's ever played in his life. Plus, he has bones on the bag this week. So whoever usually has bones on the bag usually does pretty well. So I like him. Um, Kokrak, I feel like seventy one hundred. I feel like he's underpriced this week too. Okay. He is kind of a sneaky long hitter. Um, he's really good with the irons. Decent putter. I think just seventy one hundred. If you're looking for a guy down there that's going to make the cut and could have top twenty upside, I think it could be him. Yeah, I I, I got one other name. Well, first off, I said Charlie Hoffman. You said Max Homa. We eliminated the first ever DTM guy uh, dead to me, Matt Wolf, who was already withdrawn from another yeah. event. Um, why yep. he keeps entering these events to withdraw. At least he withdrew before it started and not Correct. after he teed off on the Correct. first hole. Um, he, what's his deal? Is he hurt? I don't know what his he's deal gotta is. Be, right? He's yeah. got to be. I, some people are saying that he's got some mental issues as well. Um, oh, great. Perfect. I, I, I don't know. But another name at the 7,300 that I love this week, because, again, what was one of the first things we said? These putting greens, anyone can putt. Keegan Bradley, 7,300. I think he's going to have a pretty decent ownership percentage, but at 100 to one, um, I got first. First off, I got a first round leader bet on him. I got a top 20 bet on him, and it's one of my potential 40 bets is him outright at 100 to one. Um, but he will be in at least 50 percent of my DraftKings lineup. Love Whoa. Keegan. You love Keegan. I like I Keegan too. He's been. He's been actually. I, I, I should rephrase that. I actually don't like Keegan at all, but I like him in DraftKings. Um, yeah, I think that's a good price for him too, and he's been playing really good lately. So, out of course, 18, that you don't two, have to put 23, well. 30, yeah. 10. Yeah, he's been good. Yeah. What no, about I'm, your last I'm, guy? I'm very high Emiliano. on Keegan. Very high on Keegan. You want to talk about Emiliano Grillo? Well, I think I already said Emilio Grillo in the uh, intro to the show, in the beginning of the show. He's 7K first off, super mm -hmm. cheap. I've got an outright bet on him, 150 to 1. I got a first round leader bet on him, 100 to 1, and a top 20 bet on him. Um, and the reason is because there's only three guys, like I said at the beginning of the show, in the top 40 in both accuracy off the tee and distance off the tee. And he is one of them. So I think that says something there. But on top of that, where is my other grill? In his last three events on these greens, he's got a T6, T11, T8. Plus his last event played, the RBC, he finished in second place. Well, that was like a couple events ago. But still, I mean, the guy's playing really good golf. He's played really good on these greens. He hits the ball accurately off the tee. What's there not to love about all that I said at 7K for a guy? I agree with you. I just have one question for you. So I see yeah. his ownership projection being at 14%. Does that sway okay. you at all? Um, in my bets, no. In my DraftKings, it'll make me question it a little bit. Um, but if you're getting somebody at 7K and he's owned 14%, even say 15%, what does he have to finish to pay off that price? Right. T twenty, T twenty five, not even yet. Probably T thirty, T thirty five. Yeah. And you still got good value. And I'm really mm -hmm. confident that he could be a T twenty five or better this week. Yeah. So, point. so I, I I'm not scared by the fourteen percent price tag there on him. Not at all. Any other guys in the seven K range? Cameron Champ. You already said you like Coke Rack. Um, I don't hate Cameron Ricky Champ. Fowler. Um, Ricky Fowler should just not, withdraw now because he's not making. Not the cut. Ricky Fowler. Not Ricky. I love Ricky, but not Ricky Fowler. That's for sure. Ian, Matt Jones, Billy Horschel. I don't Chihali. hate Cameron Champ. 
Cameron Champ's a bomber, and I feel like if you're just trying to find someone with high upside, I feel like he can be decent this week. Mm-hmm. I think he played the USO or the uh, PGA once, and I think he did pretty well, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. I didn't even bring up the the, the course history and recency history because Cameron Champ, yeah, he finished in tenth last year, so pretty good. All right, let's dive in before before we get into picking our lineup. Just give me one or two names in the six K range. We don't have to list all of them. There's a lot of names. Last week's winner. KH Lee, who I had in almost every single lineup and a top 10 bet on him last week. KH Lee loved him last week. Any guys in this tier that you like? Uh, Stuart Sink, 6,900. Mm-hmm. He's a different player, I feel like, than he used to be. He's in great form. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like he's got a lot of upside at 6,900. And then the other one, he missed a cut last week and burned me. But mm-hmm. Thomas Peters is a bomber. Uh, mm-hmm. He has been pretty good in PGAs in his career, T23 and T6 in his last two. So, I like him as a guy with uh, some pretty good upside. Okay. What about you? Um, first one I like a lot is Ryan Palmer. 6,900. Yeah. 15 straight cuts made. Six of them in the top 20. So at 6,900, I'm not betting him to win or not making no. any bets on him. But when we get into building a lineup, if you want some of those top-end guys, in an event like this, you're going to have to pick a 6K guy maybe. Ryan Palmer, mm-hmm. 6,900. Don't think you can go wrong there at all. Um, where was my other 6K guy here? I had them both circled. Dylan Fratelli maybe as a long shot. PGA champions do sometimes have the long shots. You know, he's 33rd mm-hmm. last year at the PGA. He finished fifth at the Masters. You know, third in shots gained around the green compared to the field. So he's got some value there at 6,500 maybe in one lineup um, to bet to balance something out. And then I, I brought up his name before the show. I don't even know if I'm saying it right. Dean Burmester. He's got a win, a fourth, and a sixth across the pond in Europe. Uh, so recency-wise, he's playing really well right now. I have nothing to add on him other than that's a pretty good recent form. Yeah, recency form matters. <laughs> yeah, I never yeah. heard of the guy, but he, that's good. That's good recent form. All right, well let's 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 jump into this here real quick. Let's build a <laughs> lineup that is surely to fail. Um, <laughs> it's surely to win the million maker. This yeah, week, I'm, so. I'm, I'm writing it down. I'm writing a number between one and ten. You go first. Uh four. All right, I win. I wrote down eight. <laughs> I wrote down eight. For so, so if I didn't guess it, I lost. <laughs> yeah, basically. So I get to go first. So I'm going to go first, and then you're going to get the second and the third oh. pick, okay? Then okay. I'm going to go four okay. and five, and you're going to have to finish it out. Sounds I'm just making up the Sounds rules good. as we go. That's what I like to do. I'm thinking a number between one and 100. 25, yeah. nope. Nope, done. <laughs> At least I wrote it down. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on anymore. All right, I'm, I'm just going to start it out with uh, Victor Hovland right off the bat, um, like 9,300. So now you get to pick two guys for the next two spots. Right. I'm going to go – I'm going to try to find a value guy. I'm going to go Max Homa, 7,300. Okay. But you get, I can't believe he's 7,300. Neither can I. And then I'm going to go with – Abraham answer, 7,900. I absolutely love that pick right there. So that leaves me with 8,500. So I get to next two. So I'm going to go value as well and go with Ryan Palmer um, because I think that's a great way to up what we have left in our lineup. Puts yep. us at 9,300. I'm going to take the next guy, and I am going to uh, do something to keep some value, see if you want to pick somebody big at the top. Um, let me just see here who I'm going with here. I want to pick someone in the mid-8s, um, give you some more room, 
I know you're really high on Tony Finau, but I can never bet Tony Finau. I'm going to go Daniel Berger this week at 8,700. So that leaves you at 9,900 to finish our lineup out. So this is the easiest pick of the whole thing for me. I'm going Xander. That, that's a great, it's a great pick. Yep. Love it. That's so a there's our lineup. I'm going to have to write it down because I actually used one of my pre-reserved, you know, ticket, quarter tickets. So I'm only putting it in a quarter lineup because we have such a great, great track record with these. <laughs> I feel yeah, like this is a good lineup, though. I feel like it's yeah, consistent. It's a really good lineup. Yeah, yeah. So we got Victor Hovland, Xander Shoffley. They're our top guys. Daniel Berger. Then we go with some value with Answer Palmer, Max Homa. I like it a lot. like it. I like it, it too. A lot. a lot of upside. Absolutely a lot of upside there with that lineup. Let's take that off there so no one else sees any of my other lineups that are, <laughs> that are going on there. All right. So before we wrap this show up, bets. So – I know I've already said I got JT, I got Victor Hovland, I got Patrick Reed. I've already thrown a Daniel Berger, a Scotty Scheffler, and a Grillo. So I got six outright bets. What are your outright bets that you've got so far? I got Patrick Reed, uh, 33 to 1. I have Answer at 50 to 1. Schwartzel at 150 to 1. Bryson at 14 to 1. And Morikawa at 25 to 1. So Those you think Morikawa's got a chance at repeating? So. I'm kind of torn by this. So I don't like to play Morikawa in DraftKings very often because I feel yeah. like, I don't know, he just doesn't fit what I do most of the time. So I like, in, especially in tournaments that he fits the course really well, I like to bet him. So I kind yeah. of bet him to hedge my DraftKings lineups or lack thereof, I should say. Okay. All right. So I want to ask you a strategy here. Um, I almost forgot about it here. So normally I'm, I'm a small better and I'm also a small DraftKings guy. I play three, four lineups a week, you know, maybe, maybe five, except for come major weeks when I've, I've got nine, 10 lineups set up for this week. Um, I know you play 10, 15 lineups some weeks, right? Yeah, so, usually about 12 or 15, yeah. So I, I see a lot of people mm-hmm. talking about their player pools where they take their top 25 or 30 guys they like. So the question is, how many lineups is too many lineups to put? Like, So I love JT and Victor Hovland. Say pricing was not an issue. How many lineups is too many lineups to put them in? How do I justify my favorite guys going – say I have 10 lineups. Should I be putting them in mm-hmm. seven or eight of them, or should I be stopping at a certain number? No, I, I like putting them in seven or eight. I, I'll never put anybody in 100 just because I feel like if they miss the cut, I don't want my whole week to be over. So, right. But I feel like seven or eight is definitely fair. I would say, yeah. If I, I usually – typically what I do is I find a core, which is like four players that I want to have in, say, 80% of my lineups. And then, and then I have other plays, which I'll have in like four or five of my laps too. I try to have kind of equal shares, especially of the guys that I'm not as confident about. I try to have equal shares of them, but I have, like like I said, three or four guys that I'll go, you know, 80, 90%. And you put all so, three yeah. or four of those guys in all the same lineups? No, I wouldn't say that necessarily. Um, what I try to do – I'm trying, I, I I'm trying to Rick find was, a way to – as I at 9, 10, 11 lineups this week, I'm trying to find a way to balance out my top three or four plays, how many times to cross them together – how many mm-hmm. times separate them out? You know, it's, it's a fine line. And for somebody that doesn't play yeah. a lot of lineups, it could get kind of confusing because you don't want 10 completely unique lineups with five or six different guys mm-hmm. in every single lineup because then you might only hit on one and you're not going to hit on any right. others. Right. Um, so how do you balance that out? There, there's definitely uh, – I don't know. I feel like there's you got to find a happy medium because if you, if you spread it out too much, 
you won't if you hit you're not going to hit big if the thing is you want to hit but you if you hit you want your guys to hit big so i think rick run good was the one that said this um but i started doing this recently too is when you're building a lineup i don't necessarily say okay i'm putting these three guys in i say who is my favorite guy who's the one guy i need to have in my lineup okay xander okay so xander's the one guy okay now who's the second guy that i need to have in my lineup say probably answer okay i put answer in then i build based on that so that's kind of what i've been trying to do the last like five six weeks and it's really been working a lot too find the two guys that you have to have in your lineup and then kind of build the rest as you go so build so the two guys i have to have just say because you can't have jt and hovland in every single lineup say right. it's hovland and burger or you know yeah. hovland and scotty scheffler say they're my yep. two guys build seven lineups Seven different lineups with both those guys in it. Yeah, and then just build around those two guys. And, yeah. and then build around them differently. Yep. So two guys yep. in seven lineups together is not yep. a bad thing. No, not at all. Okay. I'm just trying it's to hit find and miss, but but the problem is, see, if you have a week where they don't hit, it's going to suck. But if you have a week where they do hit, you're going to have seven lineups where they both hit. So that's easy. And yeah, they're all so. going to cash. Yeah, at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. So the week I pick them, they're all going to fail. So. So just let me know who you're picking, and I won't pick them. No. Yeah, basically that's that's the way it is. All right, do you got anything to say? This show actually went by no. really fast. Um, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, I do have you know we've we've set our bets. I do have top ten bets on JT Hovland. Read an answer as well. I got Keegan Bradley and Gorilla's first round leaders, which are just first round leader bet. It's basically a shot in the dark. It's like throwing yeah. a dart at a wall and seeing what sticks and all. Um, and and you you said who do you have at 150 to one? Oost. Uh, no, Shorts. You know, I got Grillo at 151, but really when you're betting guys that are 150 to one, you're really hoping that they're competing and you get offered, you know, a dollar fifty to, yeah. to cash out to make some kind of run. You don't expect yeah. them to, to hang on and win the event. Right, exactly. And if they do, you're pumped. Yeah. Any any prop bets, any other side bets that you saw that you liked this week? No, I haven't done any yet, but I'm going to do some tomorrow for sure. Yeah, I, haven't, I haven't looked at the missed cuts. I haven't looked at the top lefty or any of that stuff just yet. Um, waiting to see how this show goes and what kind of information you gave me before I made any more bets. I'm surprised because if there's a if there's a bet, you've probably made it this week. So, well, I have 22, but I've got one, two, three, four. I think you gave me five more bets to write down here that I got to go make now. So yeah, <laughs> if, if I can spend thirty dollars. And come away with $35 by the end of the weekend, I'll be a happy yeah, man. Of course. Of course. Yeah. yeah for sure. Exactly. And if JT wins or Hovland wins, it'll be a very profitable weekend. If Grillo sure. wins and finishes in the first round lead, then it'll be a great weekend. That'll be a great weekend. That'd Good be beers are on you next time. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I think they were on me. I think you were supposed to buy, and I bought the first the first bucket. What the hell? How did I lose out on that one? That is true. That is true. <laughs> true story. <laughs> Um, True story. Real quick before we go off the air here again, fifth place fee now. Um, yep. Changing it next week to third place fee now. Uh, yep. Of course, there's other great gear. We got Fairway to Heaven t shirts and stuff like that and hoodies um, on our site there. Um, again, got to thank our sponsors. Already shouted out 99jerseys.com at the end of the show. Our shop store, oddsjam.com. Use their arbitrage calculator. Never lose money again when making your bets. Statement Games, I'm sure they have a PGA Championship Statement Game contest up on their website. All the links to these sites are in the descriptions of this show on Facebook and YouTube, or you can follow me on Twitter at Bearded Knowledge. I always put them in my you know, comments on that state on, on my, my account there. And, of course, uh, Father's Day is coming up in a few weeks, manscaped.com. 
Great place to get gifts for dad, 20% off with AAT birds and free shipping. Jason, any final thoughts, any parting thoughts before we uh, sign off for the day? No, I'm just pumped for this week. Uh, good luck to everybody. Let us know if you have any questions for lineup building too. Yeah, Sunday is going to be huge because Sunday you got the final round of the PGA Championship. You got the Phillies Red Sox and you got game one Sixers versus it doesn't matter because they're going to beat whoever they play in the first round. Anyway, so it's going to be a huge, huge weekend Sunday on sports. I'm literally not going to leave my couch probably the entire Sunday. The the days of no drinking will end by Sunday if they don't before then. (laughs) Must be nice to have teams in the playoffs. That's all I'm going to say. Well, you know, Detroit, you know, come on. Your boy Ben Wallace got got elected to the Hall of Fame. He did. You had your moment. You know, with Larry Brown and another Philly guy and Rip Hamilton. Come on. There now. you go. You had your moment in the sun. Listen, the early now 2000s it's... and the 90s, and the 90s, they were great to us. So. Yeah, exactly. It's First of all, you had Motor because you also had the, the bad boys in the 80s, too. So and you the, had and the Red Wings. Yeah. And the Red Wings for two decades. Detroit, you've had plenty. <laughs> you had Barry Sanders and Megatron. Yeah. You won nothing, but you still had two great players there. That's true. You guys have won plenty. You swept us in the 96 Stanley Cup. You know, you've done plenty. It's time for you guys to take a backseat to Philly. Oh, we're taking a backseat, all right, in every sport. (laughs) Taking a back – you're taking a a way in the back of the bus for you guys. All right, Eddie, for everybody. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Enjoy the PGA Championship. Of course, I, I should say, bet responsibly, of course, you know. Don't place 22 bets like me, unless they're all dollar bets like me. Don't go betting $50 a bet, you know, like others do. Have Gambling fun. problem. Please call. Yeah, I mean, uh, as Chad said on a show a few weeks ago when he was on our show, you know, if you could break even, make a couple bucks, it's all about having fun and enjoying the game. The more I bet, the more I do these fantasy lineups and break even, yep. the more I'm watching golf, the more I'm enjoying the sport. I just got to get out and play some golf a little bit more frequently. That's all. That's right. Yeah. So everybody have a great night. Jason, thank you very much. That's Jason Sullivan. I am Phil Stifel. This is Fairway to Heaven on the All About the Birds Network. Stay tuned tomorrow night, Wednesday, always 9-15, the All About the Birds weekly report. And with that, y'all have a great weekend. Support for All About the Birds is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments, to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. We have an exclusive offer for our listeners. 20% off plus free shipping with the code AATBIRDS at manscaped.com. Manscaped hooked us up with a bunch of tools and formulations from their Perfect Package 3.0 kit, including the Lawnmower 3.0, which comes with an LED light for a more precise shave and is waterproof to make your shower shave clean and easy. The Perfect Package also includes a deodorant for your undercarriage to prevent odors and chafing, a reviving lotion, a pair of boxers and a t-shirt, not to mention a travel bag to store all your grooming goodies. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code AATBIRDS at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com and use the code AATBIRDS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Your balls will thank you.